All right, Nelson, we were talking about Fight Island yesterday. Dana White, uh, UFC prez, saying that he's going to already did, he bought an island and he's going in international waters and he's going to have uh, fights there if another pandemic happens or if, you know, insert thing here happens. He's got his own island, UFC Fight Island. But before uh, 250, there's UFC 249, which had an undisclosed location. Dana White didn't want it to say anything. It's happening, what, April 18th? Is that the date yep. for it? Saturday, April 18th. And um, Khabib is not in it. Khabib was forced to pull out because he couldn't get the presidential pardon to fly from Russia um, to the undisclosed location for UFC 249. So it's, what, Tony Ferguson versus Justin... Gaethje. Gaethje. Are you excited for this fight? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think you have to be. It's the only thing that's sports thing going yeah. on. I mean, I think everyone would be excited for this fight, whether there was this pandemic where there's no sports going on whatsoever, but even more so since there is. Yeah. And this is the only show in town. So yeah, it's the only show in town. Dana White when, didn't want to release where it was going to be because, what did he say? He didn't want crowds of people coming there. And he didn't, and he wanted to kind of piss off the journalists covering it, the reporters covering it. Was that <laughs> yeah. the, was that the gist of it? Yeah, basically. So, I mean, Tony Ferguson's tough, and Gagey's just a brawler. It's going to be a fun fight. Yeah, it's totally going to be a fun fight. Well, now we found where it's going to be. Believe it or not, the last night, yeah, because today's Wednesday, so Tuesday night, the New York Times reported that UFC 249 will take place at the Tachi Palace Resort and Casino. In Lemoore, California. So we have a location. The Tachi, I think I'm saying that right, Palace Resort. They'll be serving as, uh, let's see, Jeff Sherwood of Sherdog <laughs> reported it. And uh, they say it'll presumably host UFC events within the United States for the foreseeable future. Never heard of it, but at least we have an idea where it is. And if it all goes south... For anything after 249, we're going to have Fight Island. You know what would be even funnier? As if this is just a leaked report as a smokescreen. Yeah. And then they, it turns out they're like on the East Coast somewhere. Yeah, that would that be would pretty be, funny. That would um, be like ultimate Dana White, like, gotcha. And Dana White would love to do that, wouldn't he? The big gotcha. Though I think that's probably pretty credible, especially if uh, you said, who was it, Sure Dog? Yeah. Leaked. Yeah, it's probably pretty credible. Then. So it's temporarily closed, the casino, obviously, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But they're going to convert it you know, into a little octagon and have their, their people there. No crowds. But I'm looking at pictures of it. it looks, it's pretty palatial looking, man. It looks pretty nice. And it's going to look even bigger when they only have like 20 people in there. Yeah, exactly. Like um, I don't know if you caught the the last UFC that was in Brazil before all sports got canceled. When it was the standalone that Saturday, when all the uh, was there anyone passed, in the? They had no fans in there. It was so bizarre. I I didn't catch what was it. I'm not the biggest UFC guy, but with no sports going on, and this literally being it, and Dana White kind of being that machismo, stick it in your face to the reporters, and he wants to you know continue on. I'm liking. I loved the UFC in like 2006 to 2008. I got into it big time, and then I kind of fell out of it because every fight I ever saw was like the same, like grapple on the ground, and no one ever got knocked out. Like I want to see someone get knocked out. But now UFC, I'm, I'm coming around on it again because Dana White just being the big fu to everyone. I kind of like it. it, the, it was and so, Fight Island's got my attention. <laughs> it was so bizarre 
Like, you know how when they have their walk-ins to the cage? Yeah. Like, people are going nuts. They got music going. Yeah. It was, it was like, basically silent. And just, like, a handful of people are walking in. Obviously, it's, like, him and his trainers and his, and his corner people. And that's about it. Then they get to the cage, and here's, here's in the cage. It's the two fighters, the referee, the medical staff, the people calling the fight. And basically the judges and ring girls didn't, uh, I think I <laughs> the did. ring girls were still even, why there. are the ring girls there? I think I did see, um, a clip where the announcer was like, everyone put your hands together <laughs> yeah. and make some noise for insert, you know, fighter here. And then, there and of course there's nothing. no one there. So it's dead silent. <laughs> everyone put your hands together and make some noise for Nelson Ray's back. And that's it. And now in this corner. <laughs> and in this corner, weighing in at 169 pounds. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I believe it was Michael Bisbing was on the uh, call for that, and he kind of had some things like he, – he said some things like that too where it was like it would have been better if a crowd was there. Yeah. Like why do they have like the – well, I suppose – would you want to have the other fighters maybe in the stands cheering on, or were they they're it too busy a, focusing on their fight coming up? It was a different uh, it was a different feel for sure when they were coming out, but I thought it was it was more interesting like when the fight was actually going on because you could you could hear more. Oh, that would be the coolest part about it is like the crack of the skull when the poof like love like or hits. like even just the uh, the coaches yelling things out or yeah just any of the uh, the sounds that were coming from inside of it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. The but King- then I, I go back and I – do you remember when they put on those uh, free fights on ESPN for yes. the Tyson Fury yeah. uh, Wilder fight? Yeah. That just looked like the normal boxing until they got to the to the bigger event. And when, when they – yeah. Um, so I have a question for you. The King says on Twitch, for UFC 249, the uh, the title fight, Who's it's uh, who's the t- Tony Ferguson versus uh, Gaith- <clears throat> Justin Gaethje? Gaethje, that's it. The King says, "Will you be mad if the fight only lasts ten seconds?" No, because then it's going to be entertaining. That's it'd be the it'd be the most entertaining ten seconds we've had in the past twenty eight days. Because I, cl- we I cl- have, we're day twenty eight of no sports. That would be the greatest ten seconds ever because you have something to watch. I, I remember being in college and we went out to a bar. And we were getting all pumped up for the Conor McGregor Jose Aldo fight because that was like a huge fight at the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Conor McGregor drops him with like literally like, his first like punch right away. And the, the guy's out within 10 seconds. Yeah. That was still awesome. And it's still a like a legendary little highlight that everyone watches. Like, this is when everyone knew Conor McGregor was legit. And that's when he officially stormed on the scene. Now, I. I mean, it was it's cool to see those knockouts so fast. I do understand why you would want your money. Like, you're yeah, like, dude, it, I, I paid for this. I need something more than 10 seconds. But still, it's still pretty cool. But yeah, I, as I, long as they're not all, like, 10-second yeah, fights exactly. where you're there for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, and I don't – and here's the other thing. Here's On the one side, I, I like the 10-second knockouts or the quick knockouts. But, yeah, I can see how you wanted more of uh, entertainment to last longer. But then on the other hand, if it goes the distance – and it's got to go to a card, but they just roll around and never attack each other. And then that's because well, how long does a fight last if it goes the distance? Like, well, if most of them, since they wouldn't be title fights, would be 15 minutes. Like, if you have a 15 minute fight or a title, how long does a title fight usually last? 25. Let's say you have one, and they got to go to the card, and you just had 25 minutes of of two dudes not even striking each other and just rolling around. Yeah, see, I don't. I would rather have a 10 second knockout than than a 25 minute full fight of them not even actually fighting. 
in that 10 seconds, you're going to see something insane. Yes. Right? And the other one, you're not going to see anything insane. 25 minutes, you're going to see something that's pretty boring. And you're going to get uh, uh, mad. Like, uh, when I... Mayweather, Mayweather, Pacquiao. I know this isn't UFC, but boxing. Mayweather, Pacquiao fights. That was the most boring thing I've ever seen. The most overhyped. It, it was so hyped up of how it was gonna be the, the the fight of the ages, and then you watch it. It's basically them hugging. It's Mayweather hugging Pacquiao and Pacquiao dancing away for for the entire time. And then didn't you're like, what am I watching? I want to see someone get knocked out. I want to see a punch. They just hug each other. Yeah. I hate that. At least give me a I, knockout. All I remember is Manny Pacquiao like didn't even look like he wanted to be there. Yeah, it's just a cash then it, grab. Then it turns out that he was fighting with like a what didn't he have like a torn rotator cuff or something like that? Yeah. It's like why was he even it, fighting then? It's so dumb. A double KO. Yeah, knock each other at the same time. I know now, Nelson. What if what if it's quicker than ten seconds? I know that you're a guy was on the receiving end of a, a something you didn't want to happen. But when Ben Askren got <laughs> when Masvidal got him into like what is that six seconds? It was literally the I first think it was five. It was the first blow. I know you. I know you're going. You're an Askren guy, but try to take out who you're cheering for. A five second fight. Is that too quick? Uh, that one was extremely shocking, and we were like. <laughs> We waited for that. Yeah, it's like, huh? It was disappointing. So I don't care. I would even take a five-second knockout for UFC 249 because at least it's five more seconds of sports that we didn't have before. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen, brother. RJ, the Maui Invitational. Maui. You want to go to Hawaii in 2021? Did you see this? Your Wisconsin oh. Badger basketball team are headed back to Hawaii, the Maui Invitational alongside of Oregon, Texas A&M, Butler, Notre Dame, Houston, St. Mary's, and Chaminade. 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 They shocked the world back in the 70s. Nope. 80s. 82. Yeah. We looked it up because I'm like, I'm like, I was talking to Nelson before we uh, went on air at uh, 6 a.m. And I said, what the hell is Chaminade doing in this tournament? They're going to get destroyed. They host it. Yeah, because they're <laughs> in um, Honolulu. Yeah. That's where Chaminade is. They're going to play the Maui Invitational. So apparently... We looked it up, and Nelson, do you remember the record? Was it? Yeah, they're eight and ninety-two in the tournament. <laughs> Shamanad hey, is eight that's... and ninety-two in the tournament. So in nineteen, I'm sorry, the tournament they beat Ralph Sampson in Virginia. The tournament itself started in nineteen eighty-four, but in nineteen eighty-two, what RJ was just saying, Shamanad shocked the world. There was only one sports writer there. <laughs> Not from the Hawaii area. There's only one sports writer there who was covering the University of Maryland in the Aloha Bowl. Just so happened to be there, covered it, and saw Shamanad take down what you said, Samson and and Virginia. Ralph Samson in Virginia. And then afterwards, Ralph Samson and company from Virginia told the athletic director of Shamanad that they should start a tournament in Hawaii. And then after that 82 victory for Chaminade against Virginia in 1984, it was official. The Maui Invitational began. And then, Nelson, can you remind everyone of Chaminade's record one more time in the Invitational? Since they've started it, 8-92. Who are the other – who are the eight? <laughs> Teams that don't want to be named. Yeah, they, they, they forever want to be remaining be, nameless. So there's got to the, be something somewhere. <laughs> we can check. We can check, RJ. I mean, we have time. <laughs> I looked up the Chaminade Silver Swords eight wins. In oh, the, the Silver Swords! I didn't know that was their name. What yeah. a name! <gasps> let's get let's reset here. The Maui Invitational. 
We're back. And we're back. The Chaminade Silver Swords. They're eight wins in Maui. They're eight win- the Wisconsin Badger basketball team is 2021 going to Maui, the Invitational, with the likes of Oregon, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Houston, St. Mary's, Butler, and Chaminade. 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 And Chaminade is, what's their record in the tournament? Eight and 92. Eight and 92. 92. RJ over here asked, who in the hell has the eight wins over, or the who's the eight wins that Shamanad has, <laughs> and who has Shamanad beat? So in 1984 they beat Davidson. Oh. In 1991 they beat Providence. Oh. Oh. The Flyers—they Ni- were actually good. Then. 92 Stanford. Okay. 2003 Villanova. Huh? 2007 Princeton. 2010 Oklahoma. 2012 Texas. 2017 Cal. And does it say in those records the teams that lost to Chaminade, did they have to swim home? Uh, Were they welcome on the team playing back or did they have to swim home? I would imagine they probably weren't invited the next year. (laughs) But I mean, some of these games aren't even really close. They beat Texas by 13. They beat Cal by 24. They beat Davidson by 15. So, I mean, Chaminade's got to be there. They're an NI. IA school still, correct? Yeah, NAIA. Yeah, NAIA. What did I say? <laughs> NAI. NAIA. And not going to work here anymore. Uh, so, Coach Greg Gard's last club played. Uh, G- Coach Greg Gard's club last played. I'm, I'm switching my words here. I'm like dyslexic. In the annual November tournament in 2016. Dudes had two sips. I had <laughs> yeah, two sips of my Bloody Mary. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 2016, nothing. they lost to the uh, – I got a banana somewhere around here. They lost to, what, North Carolina in the finals in 2016. They played the tournament in 2009 and 1995. And their trip to Hawaii will be the second straight warm-weather early season tournament for Wisconsin. They're supposed to go to Fort Myers tip-off this fall in f- uh, Florida, obviously, with Butler, Colorado, and South Florida. Do you, RJ, what tournament did they play in? In the was it? Did they play in the Barclays Center when they lost to Richmond and they lost to yeah, um, whatever that one was named. What was was that? Just what was that one called? I don't remember what that one was called. Is that one of those tournament th- from hell? That's the one we want to forget about. <laughs> yeah, but they still won the uh, Big Ten. Saw that. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. What a Good season! Times had by all. So yeah, there you go. You got the Maui Invitational. I think we all go when uh, this COVID nineteen pandemic is all said and done. We'll all get laid in Maui. Or like when I'm they talking go about back the, to the flower Bahamas. like necklace. When they go back to the Bahamas. Yeah, we'll do that too. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to that one. We're living in a very strange timeline. I feel like you know there's a conspiracy theory out there that the world actually ended in 2012. Have you ever read that? And that we've been in I've the, heard I haven't looked into anything. It's a like wild that. one. It's like there's not enough time in the show left to me, and I don't think people care enough, and neither do I. But if you want to kill some time during the social distancing and this quarantine nonsense, um, look up the theory that the world actually ended in 2012 and go down this deep rabbit hole of craziness. But in the uh, universe that we're living in now, I feel like it's the bizarro world. The NFL draft is still set to go on, but uh, what April 23rd is going to be the first round. But it's all going to be done fully virtual from GMs doing it at home and uh, the draft prospects at home, all on the Zoom app. 
And the Zoom app, I have some uh, some details on the Zoom app that I want you to hear about because it's pretty wild as well. But I, I had no idea because this timeline, this universe is so wild. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the teams that I, I can't stand. Like, I hate the Bears. Well, what about now? Well, that's what I'm getting to. I hate the Bears. I hate the Vikings. I basically despise every team in the NFL besides the Green Bay Packers. And one of the I really despise was the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, now their new head coach, Mike McCarthy. I am one of the founding members of the Mike McCarthy fan club. My brother, at Thor Sanity on Twitter, he is the president of the Mike McCarthy fan club. It all started years ago when the Packers would continue to go to the playoffs eight straight years in a row, would continue to march to NFC championship games, would continue to win the NFC North, but the cheeseheads out there would hate on Mike McCarthy. My brother, uh, at Thor Sanity on Twitter, he's a giant troll. You can verify that. Like He loves to troll on Twitter, correct? Most of the time. Most of the time. I also enjoy trolling on Twitter. I mean, you enjoy trolling on Twitter from time to time, correct? From time to time. I definitely don't partake in it as much as you two. Yes. So my brother, I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to our bloodline. We like to troll on Twitter. So my brother initially started the Mike McCarthy fan club as a giant troll to get under the cheesehead skin. And oh my God, did it work. I've had people on Twitter unfollow me, mute me, block me, all because they're soft and they're sensitive and they can't understand that we're just having fun. I could name loyal listeners of the show who no longer participate because they're very soft and sensitive men, which they have a hard exterior, but at the end of the day, they're, they're just soft. And they fell victim to the troll trap. Well, eventually, the Mike McCarthy fan club, if you troll so long, eventually you fall into believing your own troll. So I, maybe you could say that about, would you say that about my brother? That the Mike McCarthy fan club started as a troll, and now he legitimately has fallen into the belief that he, I mean, I, and I don't disagree. Mike McCarthy is one of the, an all-timer. But would you say that the troll has taken over my brother? Oh, man. I, maybe for, for some. For the Mike McCarthy fan the, club. Yes. So the Mike McCarthy, like Mike McCarthy. I, but I think he, I think he had to come up with that troll. I think he had to believe that McCarthy was Good to a point. Well, yes, to at, yeah, to at least make the fan club. Yes, well, it all started as a troll to piss people off on the. But internet. I think even at which that I've been st- doing since Yahoo Pool in two thousand and four. Even at the start of making that group, I, there was something in him that believed McCarthy actually was good because he to is. make to make that whole. Yes, group. but I mean, when you have a guy. I mean, there's the second most all-time winningest coach for the Green Bay Packers. He's got a street name after him. He developed Aaron Rodgers. He resurrected Brett Favre's career. He, you know, did I mention he got a street named after him? I mean, he's hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. He's a good coach. But the soft and sensitive cheeseheads couldn't handle it. I'm not going to name any names, but if you're listening still, which I'm sure you are, you know who you are. But anyways, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. So when Mike McCarthy went to the Dallas Cowboys... It was a blow to my psyche. It was a blow to my mental health, if you will. And then I see this on the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account yesterday. It had Mike McCarthy, now head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, the owner, and a linebacker that I loved for the Wisconsin Badgers and Zach Bond. It gave you a taste, a snippet into what the draft is going to look like. The draft, which is still going to go underway, initially it was going to be in Vegas. Remember that, Nelson? Yeah, when they were supposed to 
boat people out to... Uh... Yeah, Roger Goodell is going to be standing on an island in like a lagoon, and they were going to boat the prospects out who got drafted to go put their hat on and hug Goodell. Wasn't it supposed to be in the... Uh... Oh, that... Whatever casino, hard. whatever it, casino it was, it was MGM, right? It's supposed to be in the fountain, yeah, the, the, yeah, water. The, the water fountain, yeah. And they would boat him out there. And Zach Bond, Wisconsin linebacker, joined the Joe and Ebo show. What a week before the COVID nineteen pandemic shut us down, Zach Bond joined us, and he talked about how excited he was for the draft. So I, you know, I love Wisconsin Badgers. I love Zach Bond, phenomenal linebacker for the Badgers. But on the other hand, I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but I love Mike McCarthy. I don't know what to do with myself. They combined yesterday Zach Bond, Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account. They gave us a snippet of what it's going to look like for the NFL draft all through Zoom. Here it is. Here's Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, some other personnel for the Cowboys interviewing Zach Bond. It's, it's absolutely wild. Here you go. Nice to be here with you. And this is your interview to, to be a Dallas Cowboy. What, what, what do you want us to walk away from this interview with as the most important thing you want us to know about you? You talk to us about your love of the game. Yeah, I think that's that's one of my, my best attributes, my best assets. And it's crazy because um, you just can't, it's not even taught. And it's it's I come from the heart and that shows my love, love for the game in, in itself. If someone were to give you a compliment as a football player, not as a person, but just as a football player, what would that compliment say? Your motor is unlike any other. Good answer. I like that, Zach Bond. What's one thing you'd say about yourself? A compliment. Your motor is unlike any other. Jerry Jones says, good answer. I like how they had a little good cop, bad cop there. McCarthy is the nice guy asking about the, you know, the kind of the yeah. the off the field stuff, like you know, being a nice person. And then you got uh, Jerry Jones coming in there right away, going, "Well, what about being a football player?" I love it, dude. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. One more, th- I mean, me. listen to Mike. It hurts me. Your interview to, to be a Dallas Cowboy. What, what, right what, there, him saying that right there. Interview to, to be a Dallas Cowboy. Ouch. One more time. And this is your interview to. To be a Dallas Cowboy, what, what what do you want us to walk away from this interview with? This is your interview to be a Dallas Cowboy, says Mike McCarthy, a 13-year head coach, Super Bowl-winning tr- coach, resurrected Brett Favre's career and made Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers, saying, saying this right here. Interview to, to be a Dallas Cowboy. That hurts. That hurts, Nelson. But, I mean, this is what the draft is going to be, to get back to what I was bringing up here. Is have have you done a Zoom? No, I have not yet. Either. I don't plan on doing one either. I've heard like there's been like some hacks. Not that they would steal anything worth while from me. Yeah, besides proper etiquette of drinking a Bush Light. Uh, but could you only imagine if the NFL draft got hacked through Zoom? What, like what would? Ha- I'm glad you bring that up, Nelson, because I have a news story right here. Zoom is now being sued for overstating and not disclosing privacy and security flaws. What is the NFL draft going to be predicated on? The internet, a virtual you know, experience, and Zoom. The Zoom Video Communications Incorporated was slapped with a class action lawsuit by one of its shareholders yesterday, accusing the video conferencing app 
of overstating its privacy standards and failing to disclose that its service was not end-to-end encrypted. So essentially what they're saying is not only did the company's share close, it fell 7.5% in the stock market yesterday after this lawsuit has come out. They've lost nearly a third of their market value since touching record highs in late March. How about this? Zoom owns this market after the COVID-19 pandemic. They own this for businesses. They are so inept right now in what they do and rush this out that they're getting sued by their own shareholders. And within a pandemic where people need to rely on the software, they have lost a third of their market value since late March. It's April 8th. Why? Well, they've been trying to plug security issues as it's signing up millions of users across the world. The company has come under backlash from its users about the lack of end-to-end encryptions, meaning that meeting sessions, or Zoom bombing, they call it, where uninvited guests, i.e. hackers, can crash into your meetings, take control of the uh, cameras, and hack your information. I, I already heard a big hacker group from China. And a big hacking group from Russia was <laughs> does that surprise you? No, was able to get into these Zoom meetings and hack people's information. In fact, Zoom even said that um, you can have private messaging conversations with people during these conferences. People are now able to access your private messages, and they will post them once the Zoom conference is done. So, if you were talking crap about a coworker, if old if old Karen wasn't up to snuff when it comes to doing her, her TPS reports correctly and you talk smack about it to a fellow co-worker, these hackers now not only can get your information, your work information, but also post your private messages at the end of conversations, at the end of these meetings. Yeah, but from what I've heard, a lot of people weren't up to snuff. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, I think I, I think I heard for hacking stuff, isn't like TikTok supposed to be... Yeah, there's something China. with China and yeah. TikTok and... I'm glad I never got into that. I never but, have a TikTok. But so many people that are, I guess, younger than age 25 that are I mean, in on do, that, they all don't their care. stuff. Ugh. They don't. They don't care as long as you can get on the internet, and make a dumb little TikTok video for 10 seconds. What is it? They don't care if they're getting hacked. They don't give a crap. Yeah, I even it even crossed my mind the last 24 hours of just deleting all my stuff outside of Twitter because we'd still need it for the show. Well, if Zoom. I know, I feel the same way. If Well, I never would get rid of Twitter, though. If Zoom is getting hacked by Russia, China, if they're getting hacked by these people, and also here in America, I mean, there's hackers, if they're getting hacked and the NFL draft is going to rely heavily on Zoom, what's stopping? Because what happened in Major League Baseball? Weren't people hacking into other... Didn't what the Cardinals and the Astros get in trouble with? Hacking into their analytics? Yep. Who's to say that if, if China... And Russia and all these people are already hacking into meaningless meetings of Peggy Sue and Karen and old Billy Bob talking about TPS reports. Who's to say like that someone couldn't hire someone to hack into someone's big board for the draft or what they're talking about for Zoom? This opens up a whole other can of worms. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's why. I, it's just so it's crazy. It, we're living in a di- a different universe right now. The universe we're living in is insane. Oops. I don't know if I want to be a part of this universe anymore, this timeline, this reality we're living in. I think I think all teams in the NFL should be happy that none of their owners are from Russia or China to my knowledge <laughs> because I would really start be looking 
specifically at the Brooklyn Nets, if we were in a, a Zoom and all of a sudden people from Russia started hacking it. But isn't I mean, isn't that something that no one's really thought about? It, isn't it a little crazy? You Zoom's sh- own shareholder is suing the company for privacy concerns. The NFL draft, a billion, a, a multi-million billion dollar entity is relying on this to do one of their biggest things, the NFL draft, to have million-dollar athletes come to their organization and their security issues of them getting hacked. Isn't this insane? Dude, it's it's wild. It's different times. I mean, if people can get out and vote yesterday in the state of Wisconsin, why can't they do the draft in person? I mean, spread them out. It's 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 insane. Well, the voting thing, I mean, that's that's insane to begin with. That's I mean, it's it's crazy that in a stay at home or a shelter in place, whatever it is, I, I think it's still a stay at home order. When your own government is saying stay at home and your own government officials are doing a virtual teleconference to have meetings to go tell the mass public to go out and vote in person is itself is just is it is asinine is it's insane. But the fact now that we have people I, hacking into Zoom and you have a billion-dollar so corporation doing this. Has the NFL looked at any other alternatives besides Zoom? No. I, I mean, maybe. I can't I feel speak like on that, it. I feel like that should have been you know, order number one. What are different services we could have looked at? Because they had to have more than just one Zoom. Like, Isn't Skype? Is Skype still a thing? Skype's a thing, but I don't know if you can do multiple. Like Skype, you can do one-on-one. I don't think you can do that in Skype. I've only experienced Skype as doing one-on-one interviews. I'm looking at this Dallas Cowboys tweet where they were interviewing where McCarthy and Jerry Jones and other personnel were interviewing Zach Bond, the Wisconsin linebacker, and there's multiple screens. There's like, in Zoom, I've seen people up to like 20 screens doing like a drinking a happy hour, TGIF, TGIF Friday kind of like happy hour work conference thing. In this uh, Cowboys screen, I see, right now I see four, I see six, I see eight. Like, there's all kinds of people in it. I don't know about Skype, but... I don't know, dude. Everyone everyone jumped so fast onto this Zoom thing to you know, like have work co- going down. It sounds like no the one... company even jumped quick into it. Well, that's, why they're, getting, than... that's why they're getting sued by one of their own shareholders. It's wild. Let's go to the phones quick. 608-321-1670. Welcome on in the Joe and Ebo Show. Who do I got? Ebo, it's Artie Ho. How are you? Artie Ho in the house. What's up, brother? Hey, so we're doing a lot of the Zoom. For yeah, how many people can you get on at a time? Well, we had, uh, we told you the other day about my uh, my wife's grandmother's hundred. We probably had about 16 or 18 screens with about three, four people on a screen. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, we've done in neighborhood gatherings. I've done it with some kids. The initial problem with Zoom was people were going on to, whether it was Facebook or Twitter, and putting the Zoom ID out there for yeah. anybody to see. Oh, okay. So that that's how other people were coming on into your Zoom session? Yeah, so now you can, and you could have from the beginning, but you put a password in there, and it's harder for them to get in. But, you know, some people were putting out there, hey, meet me on Zoom, and here's the ID. Well, then, of course, every crackpot in the world jumps on there. But (laughs) Hey, but your 100-year-old grandmother was able to figure out. That's pretty cool. Yep, she got it. She can remember when the radio was invented and when she Zoomed for 100 Hundredth birthday. That's insane, man. Absolutely yeah. insane. Artie, how's the uh, how's the quarantine and social distancing been treating you, brother? Ah, uh, it's going all right. It's going all right. You keeping you know, your sanity? Ah, uh, it's been some days. It's been some days, but then you know what? We just have a little bit of a 
Ebo special like you have there this morning and late at night and kind of get you through. I love it, man. If yeah. you want to go on a real journey, not leave your house, I heard there's this thing called psychedelics that will help you out with that, Artie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's the journey you need to go on. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, if you ever get bored. I appreciate that. What do you think of? Uh, did you have? Did you guys happen to read Sports Illustrated? Uh, about I what? haven't read a Sports Illustrated in years. Well, because it doesn't have pictures and crayons, you booger eater. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 uh, what article are you uh, talking about, Artie? Well, last week they called uh, Alabama. They listed the universities for the best uh, running backs, quarterbacks, and stuff, and they called like Alabama running back you. Running back you? Wouldn't that be Wisconsin? Wisconsin was not even listed in the top four. We were second behind Notre Dame to offensive lineman you. Yeah, because we weren't even linemen you, right? I, I remember seeing that article now. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. That. So I just happened to read that yesterday. Well, that's uh, a good topic. We can talk about that already. Thanks yeah. for giving us a little show topic there, brother. Hey, you know what? Uh, let me give me my W two for show program director, and I'll get that submitted to the. Well, IRS. anything under five hundred dollars, I don't think you have to be taxed. So that you enjoy that two dollars, I'll send you away. Okay, buddy. <laughs> nice, thanks. I can do that. You guys have a great day. You too, man. I'll talk to you later. Artie Ho, good stuff right there. <laughs> Here you go, Nelson. Here's something funny. Our guy, PacFan Ryan, on the Zoom and the hacking, says, I wish someone would have hacked Ted Thompson's last three drafts. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. The 2015 draft, there's no one left. Go, caller. Hey, I'm back, man, guys. Hey, Scotty boy. What's up, brother? I got a couple things for you. First of all, that idea about that party at, at the bar, I have a great idea. I mean, a really good Scott, idea. all right, so let's reset real quick. A caller named Bob, or was it Billy? No, it was Bob. Bob, Bob doesn't believe that you, Scott, and Charlie, who actually real. is on hold right now, are real. He doesn't believe you're real. <laughs> Scott, I can verify. I met you once at the Hop House Brewing Company in Verona. I bought you, you a diet. I bought you a diet Pepsi there. That's the first time I met you at a bar. You met me more than once. And then I saw I said hi to you and saw you at a Journey concert. Yep. So Scott, I can verify that you are real, and I can verify Charlie is real, who's on hold right now. In okay. fact, you know what? I'm in such a good mood right now, Charlie. What's up, dude? What's the hats? I'm back, y'all. Scott is on. Is- Scott, what's up, Scott? Hey, Charlie. How you doing, my friend? Hey, brother. Hey, uh, if you're from Verona, remember when Wildcat Lane just became Ann or not? You want to hear something? That's my church. Oh, wow. No, hey, it is. Hey, real quick, before you guys keep talking, uh, history uh, is being made right now as Charlie and Scott, hey, both guys are fans of each other, have never talked to each other before, nope. and right now I have them on air together on the Joe and Ebo show. We are setting hey. history. We're making history right now. So hey, actually, this is the second time. Guy Isn't I've been drinking, Scott, so I don't know. Hey, brother, I, I love Verona. Um, what was that Paul Marine's? Uh, bar, uh, Paul Marines or whatever. Where's that at? Scott, you don't no. drink. You don't, Scott. You don't drink, no, correct? No, I don't. So, Charlie, 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 Charlie. You drink Wait. a lot, right? I just bought a fresh uh, ice house. All right, so check this out, Scott. Scotty, who doesn't drink, is talking to Charlie oh. right now, who's obliterated. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that because yeah, people, a couple. My my acting. Uh, my my. Daddy who worked for State of Wisconsin as a lawyer had a okay. since, since the seventies and, and I lived with him. I, I had no problem, y'all. I mean, Charlie, I got a, I got an idea here. What's I didn't up? mean to interrupt you. Okay. 
What if we talking, have... Let's talk about like uh, tunes or movies. We're just talking about movies, I believe. Now, I, I, I'm going to try to get to this. This is too good. Okay. My idea is to have have a uh, big party for the um, the veterans' flight. Oh. The, the um. Well, because that, because Charlie is a veteran. Charlie was in your yeah. navy. But what we need to do is invite everybody and set a date that's practical and work up to it, like a build. Yep. You know what I mean? And I got some news for you for the wrestling fans. Hey, real real quick before you say that, Charlie, can you stay and hold for a second? Can you can you stay here for a second? Because Scott's gonna do I, Scott. I can you do a, a second round I of got music a trivia? Phone. I can blab my head off. <laughs> Scott, can you do a second round of music trivia for <laughs> me, Nelson, and Charlie? Yes, get, let me tell you the yeah, news and then I will. Yes. Okay. It, it says, it <laughs> okay, we'll do it just after this. WWE announced via a statement on Monday, posted weekend, that the record number of social media for the WrestleMania yep. went up 57%. Versus last year with no audience. Yeah, and there's no, well, there's nothing going on in sports, right, Charlie? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, I've been watching all replays all week long. That's too bad. Uh, but it's NBA or any sports. All right, Scott. NBA. So, so Charlie has told me he's a big fan of your music trivia, and he thinks he could mm-hmm. nail them all. Charlie, is that correct? All right, Charlie. Here we go. Don't put me on the spot like that because because when I'm pressured, then I don't. Charlie, listen. Car- Charlie. Before so, Scott does it to calm the nerves, can you take a sip of beer? <laughs> I'm going to come up to drive me crazy. Here we go. You ready, Charlie? Uh, now I think I'm ready. Call my nerves. Okay. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> oh, darn you. It's, Charlie, I think it's <laughs> Neil Diamond. It's Neil sweet, Diamond. Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. I, Charlie. I'm not a big Neil Diamond fan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tom Sawyer. Rush. Very good. Who did uh, Watch This Way, the original? The uh, original? Yeah. I know who it is, Charlie. Do you? I, no, I don't. I didn't, Have you I heard of the band I Aerosmith? Yeah, Aerosmith. See, Tyler, he talked on right. Who, I worked at Babes, and the guy was an all Aerosmith. Who did I believe? Put him forever on the one I, I'm a Charlie, Charlie, Aerosmith. did you hear Scott's next question? No, no, no. Go for it. Sorry. Who did believe? Journey? Come on. 1999. Oh, Charlie, said, Charlie, did you say Journey? Charlie, I thought, I thought Journey, too, but it's actually Cher. Very good. Oh! Oh, my God, sir, we played the heck out of that the world. Boys in Summer. Oh, my God, I'm coming out. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I'm stopping right there. Oh, Charlie, you got to do more. No, Charlie, we got to do more. You got to do more. Who did Boys in Summer? Original Eagles member. Oh, Don Emily. Very good. Yes, Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Who did Caught Up in You? Named after a gun. JD's got a gun. Oh, no, that's no, Aerosmith, Charlie. It's 38 oh. special. Oh no! No! Oh, God, you kidding me? I love that group. Me, Who, me and my gal in Michigan played a heck out of that group when it was out in the 80s. Great Who band. did feels like the first time from 1976? Uh, run that first. Feels like um, the first time. Feels like a first time. God, foreigner. I, it's foreigner, very, Charlie. Very good. Dog, dog on the Hey, come on. you got to give me 20 seconds on the clock. Oh, I'm sorry. 20 seconds, Charlie. We're up against commercial break right now, brother. Okay, I got two more. Then right, two more, two more, two more, Charlie. Okay. You can do this, baby. Who right. did Fox in the run? Pops on. Band on the run? No, Fox in the run. Came in the early well, 70s. I thought Band on the run, too, Charlie, but Fox on the run is a little band called Sweet. Okay, and uh, who did the song Good Times, Bad Times? <laughs> come on. 
Charlie, have you ever, have you ever gotten the lead out, Charlie? Oh, jeez. Gotten the lead out. Led Zeppelin? Yeah, there you go, Charlie. Oh, that yay. was fun. That was hey, Scott. That wasn't fun. That was um, that was epic. That was amazing. I, I, that was really. That was, I, I, I I love the seventies music. Um, I uh, I look for that music, and I don't recall because I was pretty young, ten years old. I got one more, and then I'm done. Okay, Charlie, well, you, you, one more. You, yeah. you get this. Who did this on Disco Duck? Oh, God. oh no, uh, Dick Clark. Oh, I mean, no. uh, well, he, <laughs> what? <laughs> not not Dick Clark, Charlie, but it was Rick Dees. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. That you was too, fun. Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we just made history on the Joe and Ebo show. Nelson, can you verify we just made history? I don't have anything to say about that. We've had listeners call in and said that they didn't think that Scott and Charlie existed. In fact, people thought that Char- and Scott and Charlie were the same person. I just had them on to the both at the same time. They are the same person. Real quick, let's go to the phone. 608-321-1670. Who do we got on the Joe and Ebo show? Real quick, you got Terry for the north side. Terry, how incredible was that? My God, I tell you, that wasn't worth the price of admission. I was, That was classic. That was totally classic. Well, that belongs in the Radio Hall of Fame, Terry. You know, there's no question about it. That would be like a Brewer's Cup discussion after 10 shots of apple pie. You know, that, that is big-time class act, Terry. You did a great job again, mother. mother. Terry, I freaking love you, dude. Take care, man. Have a good day, sir. Oh, all, right, all, right, all right, Nelson, you can sit down again. Never mind. 608-321-670. Welcome back to the Joe and Ebo Show. Who do I got? Oh, Charlie. Hey, guys. Hey, next, Charlie. Next, hey, that's great. I mean, next time, though, we're going to do an original series of Star Trek trivia, and I'm going to get everything right. I keep, I, I love the music alone. I can name that. Charlie, that Charlie. Comes on screen. Charlie, you that's killed it on music trivia. Well done, my friend. Oh, and tomorrow, how about this? If you can remember this, because mm-hmm. I know you just got another four-pack of Ice House, right? Uh, two four-packs. Two four-packs, excuse me. You have four oh, yeah. tall boy ice houses. Yep, yep. If you can remember by tomorrow, let's do Star Trek trivia. Yeah, I think I can do that. I'm going to take in my data. I, I, I'm Android and Captain Spock will remember that. And, and you uh, can't bring this Falcon down, brother. Can't bring this Falcon down. And I, you know, uh, I'm on StarTrek.com. They, you could go up to New York and watch, they rebuild. A Charlie, replica, Charlie, here's what I want Star you to do. I'm going I'm to let you go right now, but I want okay, you to start yeah. working on that trivia for Star Trek tomorrow, okay? Oh, you, you can't. You don't have to work on it. You can't, you can't test the waters on this kid on that. <laughs> I got the, I got you, Albie. Hey, uh, uh, Spock out, Kirk out. Uh, great episode the other night on Sunday. Hail the fear. Tell, tell, tell Scotty goodbye, too. Bye, Scott. See you, Charlie. <laughs> the NFL draft is still going to go down. It's all going to be virtual. This is going to be bizarre. So you're going to be watching on TV. You will be watching NFL GMs and draft prospects who are Zooming video conferencing in on a TV and you will be watching the TV. So you'll be watching a... I think personally, I think most of the drafts going to be want to be the coverage of like Mel Kiper and all those guys sitting around. That, that's a good point. But when it comes to the GM making the pick, I want to know what Roger Goodell is going to do. Is Roger Goodell going to go out to like a symbolic podium and stand there? And I would. Make the I pick? would imagine. I would. I would almost be. I would almost think he would be like live from like a different area, like 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 a legit 
open venue where there's no one there besides him. Will Roger Goodell make the pick from the podi- a podium wherever he is? If he doesn't, I'm going to be kind of upset, I think. I think he like should be on a podium. Just, if it's just his face, like on a yeah. If like he's a, if like you know you know when you like do a FaceTime with somebody, yeah. Like it's just your face there in the screen. I need to see a podium. I need to see Roger Goodell behind a podium, making the pick, and I want to see him have a hat in his hand of the NFL team, and I want to see him do an air hug. I would like to see him do an air hug, because what what's the strangest thing about the draft? Isn't it the weird hug from Roger Goodell? Yeah, probably. That's the weirdest. You're not a hugger. No. I'm a hugger. Like when the Brewers beat the Cubs in game 143 at Miller South, Nelson and I were both watching it in my office. We both jumped up to celebrate. I went in for the hug. My man Nelson pulled back and tried to give me what? It was like a handshake? Yeah, a handshake, high five, something to that extent. So I went in for the hug. Nelson pulled back and gave me a handshake, high five to celebrate the Brewers winning the NL Central, over the Chicago Scrubs for game 163 at Miller South. So I want to see Roger Goodell do the hug. But Nelson, when it comes to the draft, I saw this. It's all going to be virtual. We're all going to see it, you know, Zoom. But the Steelers GM, Kevin Colbert, proposes three more rounds for the 2020 NFL draft from seven rounds to ten rounds. See, my, my thoughts on that are why. Same. Why, why do you want more rounds? Like, I get you're going to try and, you know, create some more time for programming, you know, more faces and viewers in front of your product, but why 10 rounds? Like, we watch the AAF, right? Yes. We're not huge fans of it. The yes. F- after watching it for more than a few weeks, the product wasn't the greatest. Yes. We watch the XFL outside of a few players, kind of the same exact thing, right? Yes. I don't think many people that are listening or many people just in general in the United States are really diehards when it comes to following the Canadian Football League. I would say that's safe to say. And is the Arena Football League even a thing anymore? I'm such <laughs> a f- I'm I'm not even a fan of it, so I don't even know. I I couldn't tell you either, but that's what I'm kind of getting at. There's only so many players that can play at such a high level that are NFL caliber players. Yes. Like we see when all of a sudden the Packers have a lot of injuries and Ladarius Gunther is covering Julio Jones, right? <laughs> like it's not a pretty product. It's not good. It's not what you want to see because you want to see the top of the top, right? You want to see the best of the best. Yeah, the creme de la creme. I want to see and the top. And when you see the best of the best playing – the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth string, it's, it's no longer that fun. It loses its appeal. Unless you have the top of the top. Yes. But but what I'm getting at is I think there's other ways they can go about the NFL draft to make it a better viewing process so, and to get it out there, not adding more rounds where now, you're just going to – Ted Thompson would just sign these guys as undrafted you're, free agents. You're, you're watering down the product, right? Like it's it. you're never – anything past – now I know there's some guys from the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds that will eventually become something. Like Tom Brady is a good example, right? Donald Driver is a good example. There's there's guys few and far between that will, you know, be something. Yeah, you have your you have your Brady's, you have your drivers. I mean, you could name 
more players than that. But, but that is few and far You go between. back and you look at – just go back and look at the last 20 years of the Packers draft. How many guys from the fifth round on were actually household names? Well, when Ted Thompson was drafting, you could say guys even from the first round. If you True. go look at the 2015 NFL draft, there's not a single player – from the 2015 NFL Draft, and I'm not talking now. I'm talking last year, and I think I'm even talking the year before. Was it the year before? I know for a fact last year there was not a single player on the Packers roster from Ted Thompson's 2015 NFL Draft, and he's the GM, was the GM, to put players on the team. So, yeah, to your point, Nelson, there's some there's some players that you're just like, why would you need anything past seven rounds, right? Yeah, because how many of those guys are you not going to at least be able to talk to to potentially sign as an undrafted free agent or bring into camp, right? Yes. I think that would just – I think, honestly, if you do the, the extra draft, you're basically just drafting guys that you're going to be talking to in the next – coming weeks anyway. So let me ask you, so during a, t- during a conference call, Steelers general manager, I would say Colbert, Colbert, one of the NFL's longest tenured general managers, told league officials that teams should be awarded three extra draft picks, hence going from seven rounds to ten, due to, quote, the challenges posed by the coronavirus restrictions. He said the idea hit him because he feels that teams will be more prone to making mistakes without the additional time to evaluate the year's prospects. It's his belief that a 10-round draft would help widen a team's margin for error. My question is, the guys you're drafting from rounds 1 to 7, don't you have years of tape on these guys? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to buy that, especially with... uh, this coronavirus pandemic going on, wouldn't you think that's all they're focusing on? Like you would think in a normal year, that's pretty much all they'd be focusing on, right? Yes. Now more than any other year, you literally have nothing else to do besides dive into your draft and football tapes, right? Yes. Like, like that's all you no have to do. excuse for having anything else going on. Exactly. Let's go to the phones quick. Save that thought for a second. 608-321-1670. Welcome to... Thanks for hanging up on me. All right, so Nelson, reset. We're looking at the draft right now. Steelers GM wants to add three additional picks, extra draft picks. My question is, and you just brought it up, during this pandemic, during social distancing, during quarantine, don't you have time to grind tape? It's not like you're the NBA or I'm sorry, NCAA basketball, where the NBA is taking a guy who's maybe a year out of high school. You have years, you have multiple seasons to watch tape of these guys. How does the coronavirus affect you evaluating talent? Nothing. None whatsoever. I mean, obviously, maybe you couldn't you know, go to their – because some of them canceled their pro days, right? Yes. So maybe you didn't get that extra look. But you're still going to have game tape, most likely – most of the players that will be drafted were invited to the combine. Obviously, you're going to have some exceptions there. But especially in 2020, when you have all this internet uh, capabilities, you can find pretty much the player's tape probably going all the way back to so high school. You could even go back to flag football, I bet, for some of these kids. I've seen, like, didn't 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 uh, 
Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, they've offered Minnesota offer like kids. a like I a think twelve a thirteen year old. Lane Kiffin has done it too. So I mean, what are these? What... But uh, did you hear that? Yeah, I agree. I agree with the uh, Steelers GM that they should change stuff about the draft. I just think adding rounds isn't right. one of them. So before before you give me your take on what you would change and what you would do, because I know you've been thinking about this for about a week and a half right now. I know you've been chomping at the bit for this. So that's why I'm excited that uh, I can hear your opinions on it. Um, so the Steelers GM isn't the only prominent NFL figure to voice concerns over the upcoming draft, which, by the way, is going to be done virtually. Uh, NFL teams are going to be drafting at home. It's going to be crazy. The Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh, expressed his concern over the possibility of an all-virtual draft getting hacked. And I was talking about that at the 8 o'clock segment of how Zoom, the Zoom, you know, the teleconference the whole video, like we can add like 20 screens at a time. They're getting, even their own shareholder is now suing them over them getting hacked by Russia and China and also USA, America, hackers getting in, yada, 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 so they can get hacked. But when it comes to uh, the concern over this Zoom conference call, there's a lot of people in the NFL expressing concern over it. But now another guy, the Steelers GM, wants to add more rounds due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't understand why. What would your ideas be for the draft, Nelson? Honestly, I think you need to look at – do you remember, like, it's probably a few years ago now, before they changed the draft structure, Yeah. how the first rounds felt like one hour you'd have, like, four picks? Yes. I think they need to not necessarily go back to that, but make sure – I th- well, first off, I think every single round should be roughly a day. Like, why would every you Every round a day? Yeah, like round one is one day. It's a Monday. Now, would you say that if this pandemic wasn't going on? No. <laughs> but, but more entertainment, but more whatever? What else are we watching? We're watching nothing for sports. Why would you not want to get out and get your product out in, his, in front of as many people as you can? True. For as long as you can right, let me with ask nothing you though, going on. Like Johnny Manziel sipping the water bottle. Well, you're not going to have guys there, so they're going to be doing Well, I mean, you're going to have the Zoom tele you're going to have the Zoom teleconference. Like you will have cameras on people. I'm telling you right now if I was one of those prospects and we had to be You on just put Zoom, a piece of paper over it? I wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't do it either. I would go Joe Thomas and go fishing, fishing or go whatever you want to do, not sit around in front of a camera. I think that's day. one of the greatest draft stories that people forget about. Joe Thomas who is now on the NFL. He was a unanimous all-decade in the 2010s for the NFL. Joe Thomas is, at one point, an NFL graphic said, didn't he say that he was the first offensive lineman in the NFL? Do you remember that graphic? It was a grammatical error, obviously. But there was, Joe Thomas is, I mean, unanimous Hall of Famer, unanimous all-decade team. He is... A legend. Well, he didn't miss a snap in the NFL didn't miss a until his snap. very last year where he got hurt. And if I played for the Cleveland Browns, I would never want to be on the field. I would want to miss every single snap for the factory of sadness. Joe Thomas went out there, the ultimate professional. for the Cle- Like this, the Cleveland Browns, they suck. Joe Thomas was out there every single snap. And for the NFL draft, Joe Thomas went fishing. He didn't even want to be there. He went fishing. Would you want to be the guy going fishing with your dad or the guy like Johnny Menzel sipping a water bottle as you see your draft stock fall down? Or Geno Smith 
His own teammate punched him once he got in the NFL in the jaw and broke it. Geno Smith left. Geno Smith left. He thought he was a first-round draft pick. Come the second round, he left. Would you what you want to do? A guy that doesn't do Zoom I'd be more or a inclined, guy that sits there and you're a punchline for the rest of your career? I'd be more inclined to going if it was in person. True. But uh, I think I think you need to look at making it roughly five to seven days long, like a day around, you know? Mm-hmm. Give it 15 minutes between picks, so it, it's a little bit longer. And then, honestly, how how much would football nerds love it? Like oh, fo- NFL it draft enthusiasts love it if you had 15 minutes between each pick, each round's a day. You just have all eyes on Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper breaking down every single player that was just drafted, the top guys left on the board, you know, et cetera. People would love that. And then we'd also get to see if Mel Kuyper could really make it a week long for eight hours a day on national television and still hold his record of never having to go to the bathroom during <laughs> a broadcast. I feel like that's that would be perfect for the NFL. I don't know why they wouldn't change it to that. If there wasn't a pandemic, quote-unquote, going on right now, I would disagree with you wholeheartedly. I would disagree with myself. Because when <laughs> when you have the 10 or, was it 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is? Yeah. When you have the first pick in the NFL draft, use the entire time to make their draft pick. And then once the clock has expired, there's another five minutes until Roger Goodell gets up to the podium to... Give the first pick in the NFL draft. You've already lost me. I still, well, I mean, I still watch, but I'm already pissed off that it took double the amount of time that the clock on the ticker had going down. I'm already pissed. Well, you have because there's other things going on, right? Yeah. But now in a COVID nineteen pandemic, where we're social distancing and quarantining, I would eat up every single second of. If the first round was done an entire day exactly. and the second round done an entire day, and what else do you have to watch besides Ozark Season 3, besides Tiger King, besides The Office for the 100th time? Weren't GMs already asking for it to be pushed back? Yes. Weren't they asking for more time? Yes. Now you have the Steelers GM coming out and asking for more, more rounds? Yes. Well, what what better would that do? It gives them more time to go through and ask or evaluate last second evaluations and break it, it down. Should have been all evaluated prior. Yeah, or you know potential trades or here we want to do this or we're going to look at this guy. It gives them more time. Yeah, I, I am all for one round for one day. Uh, the and uh, I mean when we are seriously waiting on Fight Island and Dana White and the NFL draft. That's all we have. When you're waiting currently. on UFC, when you're waiting on UFC to be your savior of sports, listen, I'm not a big UFC guy, but and UFC is kind of last on my list when it comes to sports. You got a problem. I'm a guy that wants to watch the NFL. I'm a guy that wants to watch some Major League Baseball. I'm the guy that wants to watch the NBA. I love the NBA. I even like the regular season. But when you would just have the UFC to rely on, well, and it's it's. Listen, UFC is few and far between when it comes to fights. Give me the draft one round for one day. I think you're spot on. See, Nelson. I'm not. I'm not hardcore into UFC like a lot of people. Like I'm. I would. Well, call you're myself, way more than I am. Yeah, I would call myself like an above average casual fan. Yeah. When they had that standalone where everything else was canceled, I took four hours out of my day because there was nothing else going on on that Saturday to watch every single fight because it was sure. on for free. So, Why would people not do 
the exact same for an NFL draft where they've been starved of football and every other sport. Yeah, I would eat it up. I would eat it up. The King on Twitch says, you're going to kill the NFL draft by doing that. No, I, I don't I, think so. I, I, think, I think it's the exact opposite, opposite of what you're saying. The NFL is king. The NFL has been king for a long time, and the NFL knows right now that they will continue to be king. What what did we kill- what did we talk about for the most time when this COVID nineteen pandemic started going on? Wasn't it NFL free agency? Free agency and who the Packers might sign and then who they ended up signing. And people ate it up. People right now are eating up Tom Brady and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having a new jersey. Did you see the new jersey? Yeah. I was people are like losing their it, minds over it. When I first clicked on it, I was hoping the creamsicle would pop up, but then I just saw they were going oh, back to the earlier 2000s. I wish it would have been the creamsicle. The NFL draft right now, I think the NFL draft is looking at Dana White in the UFC and being like, "What is this guy doing?" I think they think that he, that Dana White in the UFC is encroaching on their territory. Dana White's the only thing, and UFC is the only thing going on right now. And he knows it. That's why he's doing it, and it's genius. That's why he bought an island. Dana White bought an island to have fights on. I don't see any other sports league doing that. Do you? I don't. I mean, the, the NBA looked into by the Bahamas, but that's not a private island. Yeah, the NFL right now, I don't think they're scared of UFC and Dana White. But I think they can see some of their land that they own kind of slipping. Dana White's taking some territory, and the NFL's got to figure out a way well, to mean, protect it. Last comments here, because I know we're up against the break. But, I mean, think about if this, you know how some people have said this pandemic could go into fall. Yeah. Which I think is insane. Yeah. But pe- some people are saying that. If Dana White could secure this island, and it's the only show in town for the next six months... A lot of people are going to become UFC fans. Big time.